1: You're listening to season five of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Mapple. <laughs> So Vanessa's in her room doing her homework on her computer when her mom comes in and she says that she got emails from both her bio teacher and her coach saying that Vanessa had seemed upset about something. Mm -hmm. Like narc. Like, (laughs) I I mean, did your teacher email your parents when you seemed upset about something one time? Parent never. Because either I was severely neglected by the teaching staff of Lexington High School or this is completely out of pocket.
2: a private school maybe they do that at private school
1: oh no this is some real public school shit this school, <laughs> if i've ever seen a public school um <laughs> vanessa says they need to get over themselves um the other girls um or the teachers rather she's like the teachers need to get over themselves i love that i love like when a child tells an adult that they need to get over themselves um yeah. Her mom asks if she and Stacey are still having trouble, and she says that it's Nikki. Nikki's a bitch, and she's trying to create some sort of issue between them. She tells her to go talk to Stacy. You know, she's your real friend, your old friend. It'll be worth it to talk to her about. Um, so we go to the cyber cafe later that night, and Nikki and the flea-bitten blonde girl who's, you know, she started kicking <laughs> around. Whatever her name is, Tiffany, um, they're they come up to the popular table with a small external speaker, and they say that they busted out a rhyme for Vanessa.
3: Stacey, check this out. Being
1: chip busted out a line.
3: Nessa was a nice girl, now she's a slut. A dumbass bitch with her head up her butt. Hits on Stacey's boy, cause she thinks she's all of that. Gives up her best friend, quick as a rat. Used to brag, straight A's. Now it don't matter, cause we're Stacey's crew and we're coming hot at her.
1: So that rap was pretty great Um, And Stacey thinks so too Um, She laughs when she hears it And everyone's staring at her waiting for a reaction And she says she's a real bitch Isn't she Mm. I mean after they wrote that rap For her how could she not sell
2: out her friend Of like 10 years you know Of course it's a lot of pressure I don't know how I'd react if somebody had written a rap for me I would literally Like I wouldn't even know what to
1: I don't know like I can't imagine I don't know. I feel like that's something that kids would do for like book reports when they were trying to take like a unique take on like how to give their book report. They'd be Mm -hmm. like, I wrote a little rap. And then that, you know, in suburban white Massachusetts, they'd be like, Oh, great rap. You know? Um, I can never imagine someone doing this for their own fun and then performing it for me
2: in earnest the only thing i can think in the case of stacy because i definitely had at least one friend growing up who wasn't in in retrospect and i am no longer friends with this person but uh were we were very close like through uh like starting through mid- like with middle school and ending like shortly after college this was a person who much like I've heard abusive relationships described to me that you get obsessed with the moments in which they mm, shine their light on you. So when they're nice, that's all you can remember. And then you get obsessed with getting back to those moments. So all I can think is that Stacy's like super mean to everyone most of the time, but then occasionally she's nice. And then that's what people get stuck on. That's my, that's my only theory and that she's tall.
1: That's that Charles Manson shit though. You know what I mean, but at the same time, now Nikki has is the one who's made her her own legend, though. Like mm. that's the other thing is that Stacy didn't seem to be chasing this life to me, and maybe that's what's missing oh. in the writing, or it's something more that I need to know about Nikki. But mm. I don't think Stacy has ever really set herself. Aside or a cast from everyone else is like the MVP or the goat of the group or whatever. Like she truly was like just this other girl. And then it seemed like Nikki was just like had such a raging heart on for
2: her. Maybe she had a crush on her. That's something I just pulled out of my butt. I don't, I probably not true. But- you
1: know what? Those are the things we don't think about enough in life. Like when you look back on middle school, a lot of, I think a lot of that behavior probably could have been like just miss directed sexual energy between yeah yeah yeah, I'm so sure like yeah of course and like oh god when I look at my high school popular group I feel like a lot of them married pretty quickly out of high school and I'm like yo are you low-key like gay like what's going on I'm just like have you ever realized like are you are you fully realized I don't know I feel like those girls got married really quickly and I'm like oh like
2: you just didn't wait for life at all yeah, that bums me out Like fully Also, it bums me out when I find out there's Those preppy kids that I know Are still friends oh, And now yeah. I finally understand why Because like they peaked Yeah, so I mean <laughs> it's less, I mean, and... it doesn't matter though That like everyone
1: knows that Like that's one thing I've realized about the popular kids It's like everyone knows it's not ideal To be popular in high school Because then you peak, right? But like they all know that Like they're not immune to that sort of superstition or that notion put out into the world they just don't care they're like yeah we peaked like like so fucking what and they are still all friends like raising their kids together exactly the way that like we all would look at our high school friends and be like i want to have like i want you to be like my kid's godmother like they just actually went through with it
2: yeah it's very strange yeah
1: i will say that i didn't yeah i didn't understand this group dynamic too much other than just I do think that that's what happened in the popular group a lot. Like a lot of girls like being the leader for six months or a year or something. And then other people sort of getting cycled out depending on the day, the week, the hour, or like mm-hmm. the social faux pas you might may have made. Um, mm-hmm. Vanessa comes up to Stacy in the hall and she asks her, she asks her how she's doing. And Stacy acts like nothing's wrong. And that's like the other thing with Stacy this whole time. That's very confusing is like when, provoked about something regarding this. She's like, Oh no, it's fine. It's literally fine. And you, and you as an audience member are like, I mean, she seems fine. Like, yeah. it's like, that's again where the Nikki of it all comes into it for me. Cause I'm like, Stacey's fine with this social structure right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's Nikki who has an issue with it, but is Stacey fine or is she just, yes, is she a Charles Manson type? Um, <clears throat> so Vanessa starts to say that she's just doing Okay herself but Stacy Quigley cuts her off and says that she'll never believe It Ezra actually called Nikki and asked Her out the boy is delusional She didn't say no she wants to torture him For a few more days Vanessa Asks her what's going on is she mad at her With everything that's going on at lunch and She says it's nothing to worry about just everyone Knows you're too sensitive um, Of course she's not mad at her Vanessa's her best Friend and she's sorry she made her feel that way And she forgives her and Vanessa's like for what and she says That you bragged about your grades and being better than, um, than being better than me. And also when you hit on Tony, um, all of this, I would just be like, that's psychotic. <laughs> yeah. No one overheard that conversation. Like if you, if you look at the optics of when Nikki sort of spotted the two of them talking down the hall and what she blew it up into, like none of that ever happened, which we already know. Yes, this is unreasonable by nature. Or otherwise this wouldn't be a movie, but like it's, it's really cartoonish in this moment. And Vanessa said she didn't hit on Tony. Um, and he he asked her out and she said no. So Stacy tells her that she's over it. Best friends, and they agree, best friends. So they hug each other and they walk down the hallway. Um, Stacy's like, hey, um, I haven't really understood the English assignment yet. And Vanessa's like, oh my God, it was easy. Um, Stacy's like, send it to me if you can. She quickly agrees. So that night, she sends Stacy her paper. And right when she gets up from her desk, she starts getting messages on her computer. She gets a. Um, I am and this is I think What you're sort of talking about when you're talking About the technology of it all which is also Why I felt like this must have been shelved For a year or two is like (laughs) This is old school AIM Mm
2: -hmm. Like if
1: you were using AIM on a Windows Computer in (laughs) 1999 like this is What it would look like
2: Yeah no I uh, I vaguely remember The you know the sound of the the door shutting. I don't even think that's in here. Oh my god! Was, yeah, is it? It was hard for me to place all of this—the real life details that I remember. But yeah, it was. Um, this not not the greatest technology. AIM was like just
1: it was like fuel for me. And we used to do this like little. I don't yeah. even know if you'd call it a game. I feel like that's mm-hmm. generous, but like we used to like tell people in our class our passwords and then be like don't do anything with it okay oh and, my God. <laughs> and then everyone would go home and like log into everyone else's accounts and then like change their AIM profile to be like i'm a hot horny slut like 696- 696 <clears> Uh, (laughs) And so then when you would log on You would start getting like instant messages From like random fucking elderly Perverts and then you'd be like oh my god You changed my bio Like it was so like jamay like it really Reminds me of like summer heights high Where it'd be like oh my god (laughs) it's so random that you did That like (laughs) as if you didn't Give some person that you're like don't even Really talk to at school your Internet password because that was The other thing back then sorry to interrupt Mm -hmm. But like this is the other thing back then Is like instant messenger at this, at like at the very beginning of it started, like you would talk to anyone who went to your school, even if you didn't talk at school, just because it was so rare
2: that you would also be on AIM. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, the sort of the, the social network, AIM was very strange and there were definitely people I talked to on AIM that would not speak to me in real life or guys from my grade that would like hit on me on AIM, but like never look me in the eye at school. Totally. But back to the password thing. So the closest I got to that experience was I stayed signed in at my friend's house uh, in AIM and her little asshole cousin. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't find this out until years later. Oh no! I my AIM and just started messaging random people, just saying "bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I found out because my only like I have two people that I'm still one of them's my best friend, that, that's three year of high school, and she was like, "I am hated me because you." One day you messaged me and just said, bitch. And I was like, (laughs) I never... Did that and then I found out he did that I mean this could explain a lot about my High school experience right who knows how Many people he messaged bitch On my uh on my account I will Never know and like it could be
1: Pretty like you know it could go Pretty wide like I remember like some Of my mom's friends being On instant messenger and like mm-hmm. everyone Just being so bored and like New to the internet back then that you Had like your friend's parents on AIM so a like, You oh, would just gosh. be like hey what are you doing and it would be like my mom's friend's husband. And I'm like 12 years old. And I'm like thinking that's that, mean, that way. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, Molly, I had a good day. Like, that's what it would be like. Oh my God. I mean, I'm very, I'm from a, I'm from the old internet. So that what? night at Stacy's house, the family talks to him. That's so funny. <laughs> Bitch. Like, no, like, honestly, it's such like a. It's so crazy to think that that could like cause a rift between two people, but like looking yeah. back like absolutely, yes. That's um fair. So at Stacy's house that night the family talks about her birthday party and the status of her friend group. And then we'll see a clip of Vanessa and her mom out to dinner. And then we'll cut back and forth between the two dinners um where there's a lot of toxic masculinity, there's some eating disorders, there's a lot of stuff. Let's play 3052 to 3245.
0: Is Nessa helping you plan the party? Sort of. Nikki and Tiff are doing most of it.
4: So where is Vanessa? I haven't seen her around here in a while.
0: I see her, I just, not a lot lately. She's friends with this girl, Emily, now.
2: Oh, well, that happens. She's a great kid, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Did something happen between you two? Come on, baby, please. You love this. Come on. I can't eat all this by myself. You know, you got a very weird phone call today. Yeah. From some weight loss clinic. What? They said you signed up for their program. No. So you didn't sign up?
5: What? No, Mom.
0: So that's why you took me to dinner. Of course not, Vanessa. You're not the least bit overweight. That's why I'm asking you. They did it.
5: Who? Nikki, probably Tiffany. I'm calling their parents. No, mom, if you make one phone call, I swear I won't talk to you again. Well, Vanessa, I have to do something. No, you don't have to do anything. I'll handle it, okay?
0: And she's so sensitive. Like you have to tiptoe around her or she'll freak out. I mean, if you don't like her outfit or something. She will practically burst into tears. <gasps> that kind of relationship takes so much work and it's exhausting tell me about it this isn't just about that boy no all the girls are tired of it everybody
2: son listen this is important girls are brutal they hurt each other's feelings and tear each other to bits over the smallest things guys smack each other and then go get a beer
4: that's
0: because men have no feelings dear (laughs) <laughs> wow
1: so toxic masculinity is very alive in this family
2: oh yes oh terrible parenting advice
1: it's also like as if girls wouldn't just slap each other and go get a beer if that would really solve the problem because i would if that was all it took to get out of most of the more complicated emotional situations i've been in in my life i think that i would be down to take a slap
2: yeah, that, that would be great. I, I I don't know if I've ever felt like I'm going to give you like, I don't, I'm not going to say that this guy is right. But I will say I personally do not enjoy confrontation and will do anything I can to avoid it. So-
1: oh, yeah. To like a cowardly point, like especially throughout most of my young adult years, I've gotten a little bit better about it as an adult just because I feel like I've made such brutal mistakes by like letting things grow weeds around it. But um no, like at, at this point in my life, 100%. I would, I would just pretend something didn't happen, like oh. at all, like put up blinders, like turn into a corner and think that I was invisible. Like I really, yeah, I couldn't know. <laughs> and I mean, this situation is interesting. Well, this is like kind of shitty, but, um, regarding Stacey's parents, they're both very mediocre looking and. Yep. I feel like that was so true of all the popular kids I went to school with, which is like their parents were so mediocre looking and then they were considered hot for our school. Whereas we have Vanessa over there, lovely young girl. She's a gorgeous mom. Um, same, I I don't know what it is. What is it with that, that social structure where it's like these two average looking people make the most popular looking girl in school. And then there's this like beautiful single mom with like a regular looking daughter. And it's like, what is this? What is the, what's the thing? Like, I don't understand it, but it stood out to me immediately in terms of casting.
2: Yeah, that dad especially. I don't. I don't. Uh, the the his face with the glasses. Uh, it was very angular, rectangular. Something wasn't. I like. I was trying to figure out why he looked very like his head almost looked like a square.
1: It was a uh, bold casting choice. Like I actually yeah. appreciated that they went there.
2: Yeah, I mean the only thing that I can think of in terms of like the casting is, and also it threw me off. Like the fact that money got brought up a lot. Because also uh, Vanessa's mom or like even the way they live seems like pretty good and average to me. Like, I feel like they live in a house and she can afford to see an interior designer, uh, but yeah, it definitely. I feel like money is like the. I think she, the mom might have been wearing pearls again. At the that's the too. other thing too. It's money, pretty, right? It's
1: yeah. like the a whole idea of just like if you have money, it's gonna take all of those things to the next level, from mm-hmm. wardrobe to highlights to even the way you carry yourself. You're just gonna have a better self-esteem slash, you know, pedigree. Allegedly, who knows if they're incested? I don't know, um, but. <laughs> but you have like a whole different thing going when you're from money. So I just looked up the dad. Michael Arada is the name of the actor. And he has studied with multiple like royals. He studied with Sir Ben Kingsley and Sir uh Derek Jacoby, Rosemary yeah. Harris. He's from uh born in 1966. So he's just a little bit younger than my mom in New Orleans. Um He's done... Uh, I would say he tapered off around 2013, a hard wow. taper off around then. But I mean, this man in the early 2000s, he fucking worked. He did. Hold on. One, two, three. He did. He did about 10 TV projects in 2004. So, so, and then he, then he landed on Odd Girl Out and then went on to do a couple more TV roles. He was pretty busy to 2006. Then he sort of fell off a little bit. But I mean, this man started acting in 1992. He was on Unsolved Mysteries. How did he get into such a big league?
2: Like, this is pretty big. Sir Ben Kingsley, like, that's a pretty big peer. I mean, Sir Ben Cl- like, I guess it depends on what you consider success. Like,
1: Wait, because- Sir Ben Kingsley. I'm s- sorry. I'm not even stoned. I don't know why. He's not a oh, sir. He doesn't have that title. I don't know why I gave that to him. Um
2: I, w- I w- didn't question that for a second. I truly, he, Sir Ben Kingsley. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But he, yeah, he's acted with pretty big people. Yeah, I mean, and so, to me, I would be thinking, if I had studied with Sir Ben Kingsley, like, (laughs) sure, great, play the dad in a Lifetime movie, and then it tapers off from there, I, like, I don't necessarily know if I consider that a win, like, in terms of acting. I am curious about, like, what was it of the, of that year, 2004, like, what was it that brought him to those 10 projects? I think
1: he, like, his movie daughter, peaked in 2004, you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. he's the real Stacy of the acting world. That's so fucked up. I'm so sorry if this man is. By the way, because like it's becoming real. Like <laughs> two of the like writers and like one of the directors have like reached out to me recently. So I wonder if I'm on some fucking email list um for a lifetime movie. People. By the way, Tom McLaughlin, director of this movie, writers Rachel Simmons and Matthew McDuffel and um. Richard Kletler and... Yeah, I mean, you guys are great. No hate. Think think you guys are doing great if you're listening to this. Just wanted to give a <laughs> shout-out to the writers and directors of this movie in case they're listening. I appreciate what you do, and um this is a study of the genre. Okay, so, yeah. um The dialogue is probably happening in different homes still, but I don't think people remember how uncool it was to raise your kids as feminists at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a real boiling point in our culture and i think that this was a rough time for all of us that graduated around this era because mm-hmm. it was officially like i don't know things especially i think in the northeast it's a little messed up just because like we are so bad with our pejorative slang terms like up there it's like it's just really bad like
2: <laughs> Oh, I've heard some oh, I man, I remember just hearing terrible stuff like that I never gave a second thought to, like from being in Connecticut, like. Uh, I'm curious what you were going to say in terms of uh, I just think that like we we hit we were that last stop before people
1: got the beginnings of woke. And I think obviously, like elections and stuff like that really changed around that time. Like we're at the end of the Bush administration in this in this Mm -hmm. peak period of time. And, um, you know, people knew better to talk like that, but it didn't stop them. So like it was, you know, you didn't want to say like, I'm not a feminist, but like you definitely wouldn't raise your kids like a feminist.
2: Well, the other thing, too, I feel extremely fortunate that in my case, uh, Facebook just became a thing when I was graduating high school so you know there wasn't really any online like other than uh what uh aim there wasn't a place for people to like post videos of people saying offensive things or like there wasn't uh as many ways to be held accountable at least that was my experience so you could get away with saying a lot more terrible things because there was no way that somebody was going to be able to call you out on it on any you know social media forum or whatever for
1: sure and if you were like even remotely sort of like like nerdy and precocious but like whatever, like you weren't going to be on MySpace. Like my, when I joined MySpace when I graduated college, like I felt like I was in the bad girls club with like uh-huh. Tila Tequila and Jeffree Star and like, you know, all the people that were like big on MySpace back then. I was like, wow, like I'm really out here on the streets right now. Like this is some wild characters showing up. So we're back at lunch again. Tony's talking to the girls and Stacy's smiling at Vanessa. Um, She comes over thinking that there's a pass to sit at the table, but the other girls make get hard on her and stacy's like can you believe it it's like you need a reservation these days so veronica's just a veronica vanessa's just standing there like like she's just like confused she's like i thought i got the go-ahead i thought we were cool um and then the blonde girl turns to her and says all that food must weigh a ton so veronica why am i calling her veronica vanessa Vanessa. Vanessa throws her tray down on the table and goes sprinting from the cafeteria she goes into a locker room that's on the other side of the quad so she can have a moment to herself and she's like kicking the cage where they keep all the equipment then um, she goes into a bathroom stall and all the girls follow her in there and start having a nasty conversation about her knowing that she's hiding there even though she tries her best to you know ball herself up onto the toilet so they can't see that she's there it's a, actually a really humiliating moment and a nasty conversation and wow. so that for that reason we need to hear it it's uh, 34, 33 to 36,
5: 16.
3: Did you check her hair today? She's like mayor of Planet Frisball. Yeah, she's like a Chia pet. Oh, my gosh. And she's getting like so unbelievably porky. Her hair is the size of Texas, and her ass is like Canada. Yeah, but she has a gain, a whole bunch of weight, just to balance her ton of hair. Did she honestly expect us to believe that Tony would come on to her over Stace? And she's like a total grade grubbing geek. Like, hello, colleges don't care if you did extra credit in middle school, but they might care if they knew she shoplifted. <laughs> her mom's poor. I mean, if she hadn't been Stacy's charity case for the last year, all of her clothes would be from bins.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: and we all know she's like a totally famous camp slut, Letting all these guys number three with her. Yeah, she's barely in a bra, and she's already got guys unhooking it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> We all know what she did last summer. (laughs) Some nerd who was into indie rock or something dumb. And she was like, still into him. Which is so, like, her. Honestly, I just feel sorry for her. I mean, she just does this stuff to get attention.
5: Because, I mean, without it, she's nobody. Yeah. Hey, let's book. I have a stupid quiz in algebra.
1: okay wait so all of this is done you know under the guise of it being for stacy but stacy couldn't seem to care less like she's not standing up for vanessa but she's also she doesn't seem like any of this is being done for her
2: Mm, no i i I, know i'm i agree with you i like two things uh like very much disturb me about this scene. Number one, I don't know where all these girls came from. It honestly reminded me of just watching, I've seen many uh, zombie movies and I feel like the gals multiplied. I didn't even see when it happened. Exactly. It's like the blob. Like,
1: literally the thing has quadrupled in size since the moment we met them. There's now 12 of them. We have no idea where they came from. Do they even go to school there? Like, are some of them boys in wigs? (laughs) Like, I have no idea where
2: these girls came from. They snuck in and then,, uh, and then there I also, it does seem like Stacy is f- for a moment enjoying it. like I I definitely feel like I saw a smile. And then at a certain point, I don't know where her conscience decided, but she was like, mm, I guess that's enough." And is like you know, okay, I've got gotta get back to class. Like it that was just definitely like, is
1: her attitude a little bit. like it's yeah. but it's not like, it's not like she watched her get slowly painfully hurt and then gave up i mean i don't know she did but she didn't yeah she never interjected or made herself like a known presence but the other thing is this is that i think i don't know if they did this intentionally or not but none of the things that they're accusing vanessa of are even remotely true and i think that like you know having a like big hair and a big ass Like I granted I'm not looking at like a 14 year old's ass but like I will tell you on the most superficial level Like her hair is right on her head That mm-hmm. hair is very flat Normal hair and I think That they might have done that just so that we could See how ridiculous their shit talk is And like maybe not give any scrutiny To the actress and like think you know Oh is that true of her but um It was distracting Like it almost was distracting How um out of proportion Portion their statements were with what she was, which may have been the intention. It just felt like the TV version where we were getting hit over the head with it a little
2: bit. It wasn't nuanced. I did not even think of that, that it was almost a way of protecting her from actually being mean because it was definitely like... You know, it would have sounded cruel if any of it had made any sense. Like Mayor of Frisball. I had to write that down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mayor of Frisball. Also, what a dated movie talking about chia pets. Um, Right, right. Yeah, her ass is the size of Canada. Her mom's poor. Well, the the mom's poor thing. I was like, poor? I don't think poor people uh, uh, have an interior designer. So I just. Right. right yeah it was weird um and i don't i mean i don't know like
1: maybe maybe I'm looking a little bit too into it I did have to think about her asses like Canada I had to think about what that meant for a while like yeah. I was like oh they're calling her ass flat and then I realized like oh this was at a time when it was incredibly like unfashionable on a surface level to like have a big ass which is like now what everyone wants so exactly. it is yeah. also interesting to like look at it that way where it's just like okay we're on the other side of a decade here and none of this stuff would Fly as a diss anymore But still at the same time Like I have to wonder If it was either Protecting the actress By like having them Say things that were So out of proportion Because they didn't I mean, when you look at some of the other movies we've done, like Queen Sized with Nikki Blonsky, like their insults about her were pretty on the nose. You know, they were like basically written to the actress. So I, you know, while also just being like a very fat phobic script in and of itself, like they kind of tailored stuff to Nikki Blonsky's character. They did not do that in this movie. And I think that, you know, thinking about it, like I've written for teenagers before, like you just want to, you know, you want to take things off of their real life looks and emotions as much as possible. But I just thought that was such a strange thing that was really difficult to buy. And I don't think I would have understood when I was younger, if I was watching this, um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I like. I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I feel like I picture like a, a nerdy, like science teacher with a bow tie, like pretending to say mean things to to somebody, mm-hmm. and these are the things he would say. Like, right. what are you mayor of Planet Frizzball? Like, it, yeah, it was very strange.
1: It is a little. It's a, it's very like um Saved by the Bell
4: sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Very very screech.
1: So that night, Vanessa's in the bathroom in her underwear at her house. And she's, like, examining her body and replaying everything that the girls have said about her that day in the bathroom. And she has a pair of scissors, which there's a lot of ways this scene could have gone. Like, when I first saw the scissors in the bathroom, I did not anticipate this. She starts chopping away at her hair. And she's cutting off a lot of length. Um, and her mom comes knocking on the door and asks if she's okay. And Vanessa locks the bathroom door. And so she's just having really bad cramps. Her mom offers to bring her something, but she's like, I'm okay. And, um, once the lights went off in the hallway, she knew that she was free to just mutilate her hair. Um, <laughs> Which was that's so real like when you were a kid when the bedroom like hallway got shut off like that was like okay I'm in free like I'm in free zone and this is like I now have my six to eight hours to do whatever the fuck I want because mom's asleep.
2: Well, I, the hair thing is what I deeply related to, like, not that I ever chopped my hair off, but like, in terms of whatever rebellion I consider to be a rebellion, it was like the I never had any piercings uh, in high school or ever really. Uh, and all I did was dye my hair a lot, because it's so it's something you can fix. Chopping your hair off. Eh, I don't know. It was, it was a bold move, although I didn't think it looked that bad. I didn't think it looked terrible I didn't think it did either
1: And like So the next morning She comes downstairs And her mom's making waffles And she's like I can't go to school today And her mom looks up And sees that she's Chopped off all of her hair And she's like Jesus Christ So they take her to a salon To get her hair fixed up And they manage to get her To a place where the haircut Looks at least Like it was a choice Mm -hmm. Um, And Vanessa tells her mom You know I'm still not going to school And her mom's like It's fine You're going to school anyway Um, She's like Do you have any idea How hard this is To have friends that hate you And she's like I do actually um so her mom um tells her that she's gonna um to get out of the car she's gonna be back to pick her up at three by the way she's driving a brand new pt cruiser which i love Um, oh yeah
2: i noticed that
1: i didn't know if at the time it was like a guess who has a new car or if it was like yeah a pt cruiser like i feel like the jokes about pt cruisers came later but um I mean, yeah, like, as soon as she gets there, everyone's staring at her and looking at, like, she's done something horrible to her face, like, as if her nose is concave all of a sudden, when in reality, like, I don't think anyone has ever had a bad, cute little bob. (laughs)
2: yeah no i think it looked like she just got a haircut so it was very uh it was a strange reaction
1: when i understand like short hair in middle school i feel like when i watched pen 15 and one of the girls had to get a bowl cut like i was like okay that is shameful like i would Mm -hmm. hate to show up to school with a bowl cut but this is like a cute little bob like i feel like To throw back to Tiffany and Berthisa And like she actually was the sort of master Of pulling off this haircut During her 90210 years Um, Vanessa's mom gets to work And she sees Stacy's mom is in her office Let's play 4119
0: to 4250 Oh, hi Hi Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine Did we have a meeting? No, I'm just a little freaked Can we go over the budget? Suddenly we're at... What, a million, too? Yeah. Okay, what's going on? I didn't want to bother you with this. far. bar? What is it? I'm sure that Stacy didn't mean any harm, but she and Nikki have been bullying Vanessa. They've started spreading ugly rumors about her and some of these other girls that she doesn't even know are calling her names. And now Stacy and Nikki won't even let her sit with them during lunch. I I know it's upsetting, but it's hardly a crisis. Well, it is to Vanessa. Last night she chopped off all her hair. Oh, my God. Hasn't Stacy said anything at all to you? I asked her why I hadn't seen Nessa lately, and she said... What? Well... This all started because Vanessa stole her boyfriend. What? Some boy named Tony. I don't know. (sighs) Maybe they both behave
2: badly here. Hmm?
1: So my first thing that I had in my notes about this scene is that I don't have an issue with the idea that the two of them behave badly. Like, I think that that's a healthy approach to take in most of these things. But Mm. it is interesting that Stacey's mom comes in with this, you know, she stole Stacey's boyfriend thing. Because that's just that's just a dark lie that we've never heard.
2: Yeah, that that was weird that she put her own spin on it. Yeah. Also, I might add that uh the pearls have been replaced in this scene with a a shiny like kerchief, which I think again was another showing of wealth. I agree. My- I agree with yeah. you. And her
1: little like, you know, um, chartreuse sweater absolutely and by the way we will also note I believe this is important that Vanessa's mom occasionally uh, her name's Barbara she slips in and out of a Brooklyn accent and it comes through more in certain scenes or in certain lines than it does in most of them like there's a couple moments throughout where you just hear this really strong just like Brooklyn accent and I'm like Marissa Tomei is that you like Rosie Perez honey are you here um, she has a little bit of that you know uh, Accent, which I think is, I wish that they had almost used that more throughout the movie, but I think that that would be establishing like perceived levels of class too much. But like there's certain moments where Vanessa's mom lets that Brooklyn accent out.
2: I mean, they should have made a choice here, and getting the PT Cruiser really threw everything off for me. A brand new PT Cruiser did it not. Like, like, does this mean that the, you know, this movie was actually more aware than it realized and was showing that you don't actually need a reason to pick on someone, you can just make stuff up? Because I'm like, you're, you've got a PT Cruiser, the wealth. Uh, angle of picking on her for being Poor it just doesn't make any sense
1: I have to say like that PT cruiser and like it's so Funny that this will be our downfall in this movie Because <laughs> otherwise it's a perfect Film what the fuck is up with that PT cruiser like I'm so Thrown by it because it Looks like a really nice car like In yeah. comparison to everything Else she's like oh that's a sick PT Cruiser um, right. which Is not an emotion I expected to feel And I can only assume that it was a sponsor because <laughs> is there a more like unique looking vehicle than a PT cruiser besides um what is it a nissan something that it's those cars that look like a cube like it's it's oh, really okay. one of those few that, cars
2: yeah i agree yeah i'm sure they sponsored the film that's 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 what happened
1: but then give the hot popular girls the i mean i guess they can't drive but i mean yeah. That's true PT Cruiser You've ruined the movie Um So Vanessa's mom Comes to school To pick her up And Vanessa runs back Just in time to get picked up Because Vanessa has Sprinted far away from school She spent the whole day Basically running around In the rain It's the most Her whole day off of school Is the most depressing thing You could ever imagine Um she asked her if anyone commented on her hair And she's like, yeah, everyone did I want to go home And her mom asked her if there's, um, if any of this is about a guy named Tony And she's pissed that her mom brought Stacey's mom into it Because she knows right away that that's what's going on And she's like, yeah, Tony liked me when Stacey liked him And I didn't. I said no when he asked me out I just want to go home So she goes home and she finds out via instant messenger that they've redone her hate page again. So have we gotten into that? There's a whole fucking hate website for her.
2: Uh, not, no, I think we were mostly discussing who made the website, but not. Yeah.
1: So back when the instant me- messages started to really heat up at home, um, someone messaged her a link to a website that was called like Hating, Hating Vanessa. Vanessa. Hating, Vanessa. Right. Hating Vanessa. Hating Vanessa. <laughs> Hating Vanessa is like such a bad website. Name.
2: Oh, <laughs> like, terrible. See, Nikki could have written that. I could see that.
1: And they would cycle out like the center image as you would on a website back then when you could basically plug in what your center image is and it would be a GIF or a gif depending on how you say it and that was like sort of getting updated and i related to that as someone who built websites on angel fire back in the day um like i was like oh i know how that it was you had to rewrite the code in the middle center like square um but then okay wait this is like a little side story about me um but i decided to take a screenshot of the comment section on this um on this website. And when I did that, it burned an image into the screen of my computer and I had to completely restart it in order to get it off. But I thought for a moment that for the rest of my life, looking at this computer, I was going to have an image of this chat room burned into my screen. So I'm wow. really thrilled that that ended. Um Thank you. But this is some of the stuff that's Written in the comment section and by the way This comment section is also very Familiar to me just like the way that this was Built so Mm. looks like Mrs. 4.0 is really a zero Bad hair day bad Hair life worst bedhead In a hoe ever a hoe ever Had Roadkill on a tub of lard Bigfoot meets Big ass meets big slut Gee I think it's cute Not (laughs) See what happens if you put your head In a snow blower S-N-O blower Roses are red, violets are black Looking at her makes me yak How much is that doggy in the window? That biatch is a biatch I think she's so ugly. I'm gonna puke for a year and a half. (laughs) That would have been me. That would have been my comment. (laughs) That's like, that's like tag yourself big time. Um, Hey guys, you have to admit that the hair is an improvement. But so would be, so would her being run over by a truck. Who Uh, let the dogs out? Woof 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 woof. Oh my god. Look like she's been beat with the ugly forest. (laughs) That's actually really fucking funny. That's no. fucking funny. She's a real chickpea slut slime. What the fuck is that? A chickpea slut slime? Uh, is that is that a typo? Did, did they spell something wrong? No, I think that maybe like I don't know. Let's just assume it's a genera- generational gap or, of some kind. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, you have to remember that these are like forty year old men writing teen girls. Oh right, yeah. Not to sense. assume anything about our writers. Guys, if you're listening, I respect you. Yeah, um, I never
2: I never heard a teen girl or anyone my age ever use the word yak.
1: Yak. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um wait, can I ask you, have you like, do you know the expression like, oh, we're ragging on him? Like Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was having a conversation with someone. And they're like 50s this week because I had used that term like, oh, she's getting ragged on. And he was like, that's like old school. And I was like, no, that's like pretty perennial. I was like, I think everyone knows like that fucking. Yeah. Getting ragged on.
2: Yeah. I didn't think that was. I thought that was around for. Ages. I don't know. I never even thought of the the time stamp on it. Hey, guys, if you have kids at home,
1: please ask them if they know what getting a ragged on means and let me know (laughs) if I'm wrong. Because I'm open to the idea. It would be probably one of the first times, but I'm open to it. I wrote that like these comments are things that would hurt my feelings now, although I would (laughs) laugh at she um, she's been beat with the ugly forest.
2: I thought that was really funny. I mean, these comments, what's crazy is when you were reading all of these, I just thought of like all of the meanest things I've ever seen people say in YouTube comments. And this shit that that you're saying doesn't even come close. Like, 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 I'll I'll give you one example and I won't be at all specific, but uh, very like strangely. Specific thing I saw in a video, like a guy, of course, had posted uh, on a like a female YouTuber and said, "Even her voice sounds fat." Like, <laughs> like I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh my God. So, like these comments sound so cartoonish. Like looking at them, I hadn't even noticed that, but like I hadn't. Like, rec- like, or seen that when I was looking at the Hating Vanessa website in the screenshot, I didn't even notice. Yeah. All the comments. I also feel like they didn't even get
1: hatingvanessa.com. Like, it was hatingvanessa.homestead.com or something. Like, it had to, it couldn't have even been a unique URL. Okay, so uh, Vanessa's mom comes to her bedroom, and she says that it's dinner time. And she's like, I'm not hungry. And mom's like, well, sit with me anyway. But she's like, fuck off, mom. I mean, not so much, but like, yes. Basically. Um, Vanessa goes to school the next day, and she now has, like, little pigtails that she's done. She's trying to do something cute with her hair. So, Nikki's trying to figure out new ways to alienate Vanessa, and she says that they should spoof Tony's email and have him write something really mean to Vanessa about her hair. Stacey's like, that's lame. So, Vanessa's mom is working away when she gets a call from the school. They tell her that her daughter has been skipping classes and when Vanessa gets home from school, she's pissed. She can't believe her daughter has been lying to her. She hands her mom a printout of all the comments that were written about her and she says that she wants to transfer. She wants to be homeschooled, get the hell out of there no matter what. Um, her mom says that she can't let her do that. She has to learn how to deal with these things. This is exactly what my mom would have done. Like I was getting, I there was like a few girls in middle school that were so mean to me. You said that like you sort of flew under the radar, right? Like, I'm one of those people that even on my chillest day, like, I still don't fly under the radar. Like, I'm just that person that for better or worse, when I walk into a room, like, it's a moment. And, like, it just is. Like, it's just a – it's never not been a thing. And I don't know if it's because I have a target on my back or if it's because there's something so – um Outlandishly obnoxious about me But like I've just never been able to fly under the Radar and there was a few Girls that were so fucking mean To me like so mean and I Remember going to my mom and being like this is like Affecting the way that I learn at school like it's It's upsetting for me to be in class Mm. And she was like Well what are you doing to provoke this And I was like literally fucking Nothing and she was just like you have To learn how to like figure it out And I remember, like, one time she said something to a teacher sort of, like, on my behalf. And it went nowhere. So, like, I think whatever it is about about me that like, you know, obviously it's like something. (laughs) Like, I've never been able to like, I can't like I've yeah, like my mom would have absolutely she would that would have never been an option. Not just because she was a single mom and couldn't possibly like homeschool me while also earning a living, but like she just would have never let me done that. It was Mm -hmm. like it was I had to show up in the world like as if my home life wasn't any different, which made it different. You know what I mean?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, so I related to that. Almost to like a unfortunate extent. So her mom tells her that she can stay home from school tomorrow. It's only tomorrow. She's going to go talk to the principal and this has to stop right now. So Vanessa's mom shows up at school and right away she sees how crazy things are there. There's fighting. There's this like social structure that's like all just like very viscerally playing out in front of her. She's immediately taken to a bad place seeing all of this and realizes that not much has changed since she went to school except for maybe it's gotten worse. Now that's me projecting a lot onto... Five seconds of her mom vacantly staring into the school, but I assume that that's the mm-hmm. emotional undertone of the scene. So she meets mm-hmm. with the principal. Let's hear this scene. It's forty nine eleven to fifty one ten.
0: Was there
4: any physical abuse?
0: No, nobody here Vanessa. So we're
4: talking about verbal abuse, teasing, taunting. Yeah, don't make it sound harmless, though. I'm sorry. This type of non-physical conflict is common among girls at this age. Unfortunately, there's nothing much we can do. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. I'm sure you can appreciate that we cannot regulate what girls
0: say to each other. Okay, my daughter cannot set foot on this campus now. So I can't believe that you have absolutely no procedures to deal with these kinds of issues.
4: I can switch her class section. That's not going to do anything. But I can't take disciplinary actions against a student because she hurt your daughter's feelings. I'm sorry, but in the absence of violence, you don't consider
0: this kind of thing violence? How could you not consider
4: an issue like this violence?
0: I don't understand that. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? You want to tell me about this? What? Did you copy Stacy's English paper? What? No, Mom! Then how do you explain the similarity between them? Oh,
5: my God, Mom! She totally copied me. She didn't understand the assignment, so she asked to see my paper, and I I just sent it to her. See the email date? I sent her my paper like a week before it was due. She copied me. I knew you didn't do it. Yeah, but that didn't stop you
0: from accusing me, did it, Vanessa? I didn't accuse you, honey. Just leave me alone. I'm sorry, honey. It's just everything's been leave so. Leave me w- alone. We will make sure that Miss Jessica get out of my
1: room now. All right. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised. I guess I am a little bit in today's world, but like that, the principle was basically like, unless your daughter's getting punched, like we can't do anything.
2: That seems to be the move in, uh, I think, every movie I've seen uh, about bullying is a principle going, I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. Uh, so I'm curious about what happens in real life. I truly don't have a clue. What, I mean, I what- feel
1: like now is probably different, but like mm-hmm. the teachers... I mean, I think that at that time, it was like definitely like narc status. Like if you went and were like, so-and-so is being mean to me. Like you were a narc. Like the teachers didn't respect that simply because you were narking someone out over like calling you fat. Which like I think technically at that time, everyone was like, you should just be used to that. Like just get over it. Yeah. Um, which is just so fucked up. And like now this is... Uh, everything's handled differently, especially because everyone has PTSD from nine eleven, and
2: it's oh, like oh. you know that changed. You know, that, then they started taking bullying
1: seriously. Yeah, when that nine eleven hit, you know what I mean. Right. Um, so Stacy, um, all the popular girls are at the cyber cafe later, and they're all worried that Stacy's going to get busted for cheating. I mean, mm. I will say when Vanessa printed off that email. That's when I also really, like, like zeroed in on what time this was in our history. That she printed off an email to show her mom something that she could have shown her on the computer. Yeah. Um, but Stacy's the only one in the group who doesn't seem worried that Vanessa's not going to, you know, turn on her. And she knows that when it comes down to it, she'll be fine. So, she's right. Here in this scene in the principal's office is where the parents and the kids are trying to get to the bottom of this whole cheating scandal – I feel like we should play this as well, Um, 5140 to 5335.
4: Specifically states that using someone else's work as your own without citing the source violates standards of academic integrity and personal responsibility and will not be tolerated. I thought this was an informal session to see if any infraction actually took place. Well, no one's accusing anyone here. I just want to make sure the students appreciate the seriousness of the circumstances. I'm certain that they do. I'm only interested in getting at the truth, same as you. Fine. The truth is that my daughter did not... I think we should hear from the girls, don't you? Well, I'd prefer it, Mrs.
0: Snyder. Yeah, of course. Let's hear it from the girls. Stacy, tell Miss Jessup exactly what happened, sweetheart. Okay, um... I think this is just a horrible misunderstanding. I mean, I didn't understand the assignment, so I asked Vanessa for help, and she was great. She clarified everything, and then we started talking about it, like, in detail. And then we went over it again on the phone, and we thought it'd be cool to do the project together. So we did. When she got sick and didn't show up at school, I just turned my project in, assuming she'd turn hers in when she got back. I mean, it's not like we were cheating or anything. So you're saying
4: you wrote this paper together?
0: Basically, yeah. Vanessa, is
5: that true? Totally. I mean, we were talking about it, so we just decided to write it together.
4: Well, I hope you girls understand that each of you should have put both names on your paper. Absolutely. I'm really sorry about that.
5: Yeah, me too. I'm really sorry.
4: Your teacher may decide to dock you a full grade for your mistake, but I see no need to punish you any further.
1: Okay, so what are you thinking?
2: Um, I, uh, I mean, this was just one of those moments again where I saw stacy pulling vanessa back into her confused web of abuse like because i could see you know now they have this like secret together and then i i don't know i just saw this like glint of hope in vanessa's eyes oh well that's
1: 100 percent what it was and like yeah. that's also why her mom let it go because her mom would have absolutely said something if she didn't see what her daughter was angling for which was like either just like the hope of some relief or potentially buying back her friendship altogether. But it was, um, I mean, I can't believe that
2: excuse worked. Me too. I'm shocked. That principal is not paying attention. We group wrote this project. Like when was that ever? Okay. Okay uh I've I've never heard of anyone doing that. So I guess that now it makes sense though. So that means that the mom and Stacy concocted that whole thing before they even walked in. It sounds like
1: Stacy and her mother.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that Stacy and her mom knew that they needed to get Vanessa to drop the hammer ASAP and whether that was going to be her like, pointing a finger and being like, no, Stacy stole my project or giving her an opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, not throw her under the bus for what she did. Um, I think that that was... I mean, it definitely was manipulative. I don't know okay. if that was the desired result, but they definitely... I mean, her mom played that like a pro. And yeah. that's also where I start to feel bad again for Vanessa because, like, I don't know, like, it just seemed so stereotypical in like a way that felt almost too real to like have the single mom who's probably not a natural negotiator and is like living in a harder society just simply by being like a woman and a single woman raising a daughter and all that stuff. The this, this system is built against you, right? Mm. And you know, she sort of like probably got to work young or early because she has this daughter and obviously there's a huge age difference, probably like 10 years. At first I assumed that Stacy's mom and Vanessa's mom maybe went to high school together and we were going to see a little like tie back to that but yeah. it's i mean her mom Stacy's mom is clearly 10 years older than Vanessa's mom or Stacy Stacy's mom needs to invest in the same eye cream that her daughter's using. (laughs) But like, there was just like a little, there was a moment there where I just was like, this is also, this is also a class play and like an under probably noticed class play where she's just like, yeah, like, let's see what the poor person says because like we can fight against that, but we have to know what they're working with in order to be able to fight it.
2: I was also disturbed by uh, Stacy because her all of her behavior through this entire movie is so confusing in terms of like what her motivations are. And she really like whipped out her lie slash like, you know, uh, apology very quickly. And it was very phony. Yeah. Do you think her mom
1: was in on that or do you think that that was a story? Because like I like I don't know. I mean, I don't
2: know. I have no idea. I just well, given what you were saying about, um, you know, class and you know, getting yourself out of sticky situations, I could see that having been preplanned, definitely.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So okay. Um. Vanessa's feeling a lot better after school. The house phone rings, and her mom calls up to her to let her know that Stacy's on the phone. Sorry, guys. Okay, one more clip. We normally don't go this hard, but fifty three
5: forty five to fifty five thirteen. Hello? Hi, how are you? We're still cool, right? Totally.
0: Nikki, too? Oh, she was just PMSing that day. You have nothing to worry about. You know how much I love you. So? Um, we're changing my birthday party to this Saturday.
5: You mean, like, tomorrow night?
0: Yeah, it was the only time that Nikki's parents could run out the club.
5: I was going to give you your invite at school, but
0: you haven't really been there. <laughs>
5: yeah, sorry. So, let me get the okay, club so, five. Club Five? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's right by, yeah. Right by, yeah. <laughs> okay, and it's nine-ish? Yeah. Cool. And club <laughs> okay, I'll see you there.
0: Okay. See ya.
3: You know, if your mother wasn't there, she would have routed you out to Jessup. Maybe. And she's going to, like, hold it over you forever. I know. So, she's in? She's in. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta spread the word.
2: (laughs) I think this may have been the part I wrote down... (laughs) Ditch Stacy, coward. That's what I wrote.
1: Yeah. See, that's, I see, that's the thing. Almost worse than mm-hmm. an active villain. No, 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 no. 10 out of 10, always worse than an mm-hmm. active villain is a fucking mm-hmm. coward. Like, that is my biggest, probably almost as a person that has. Too strong of like a righteousness Complex around doing the right Thing like I Fucking hate Mm. a coward I cannot Handle someone that like sits by And watches bad Mm. stuff happen To someone that they're barely Invested in hurting like that
2: Kills me more than anything I think that's what she might be
1: 100 percent but like yeah like complicit which is like doing the least like that's the thing it's like doing the most damage while doing the least and i think that that is like the most oof wow you really set something on fire (laughs) inside of me with that because it's so like i fucking hate someone that just like sits by and like watches something harmful happen and like in her name like this is the whole thing is we have to remember that this is all in the name of like stacy's pride and like who the fuck is stacy stacy is not like stacy's not it like if anyone's driving all of this stuff it's nikki like i don't understand what their relationship is it's like i think if i was to like armchair Psychologist this, I'd be like, this is a very covert, overt, narcissistic relationship where it's like, you know, Nikki is really driving all of this and and Stacy's collecting all the rewards from Nikki's bad behavior. Um, and I really can't decide who's worse at a certain point, but I think it might be Stacy because she knows she's being hurtful and she's benefited from this in a way that Nikki hasn't. At every turn, Stacy has benefited from Vanessa's yeah, downfall. It's so
2: strange. It actually
1: made me it made fuck me think,
2: her. Oh, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think of uh I think it might have been Matt Rogers on another podcast was talking about feeling bad about being uh, complicit in that when you're and, and in Stacey's case, it doesn't this doesn't really work as a theory, but the idea that like maybe sometimes people are just go in on the bullying because they're like, Oh, okay, no one's looking at me, so that's good. So uh not to like say it's ever okay, but sometimes I wonder. Is that part of the reason people go along with the bullying? It means they're less likely to be bullied or be the center of.
1: That's 100% it. Like, that
2: is, and also,
1: like, we have pinpointed my issue with most people I have an issue with is like, that's it. Like, I can even get behind a person that's hateful because I'm like, okay, at least you care about something. Like, it's the people that, you know, slide under the cracks, like those little, Mm -hmm. like, just. Oof! Like it's such a dark form of social climbing because you can't even pick a side about anything. You just like skate on whatever side is currently right. And that pisses me off, dog. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you do that, you are not a nacho expert. Okay. Like you are done. You are cut from the Nacho Expert roster. Um, Think about that, you guys. Reflect (laughs) in your own life. Take some time tonight or today, wherever you are, and ask yourself Am I complicit in bullying? And do I want to live my life like that? Do I want to live my life hated by malls? Do I want to live my life hated by people like Anita who can see through that shit? What about Matt Rogers, okay? From that
2: other podcast. First by Greta (laughs) Tittleman. Tittleman, I think that. (laughs)
1: yeah we are two podcasts away from this one and we can all say we fucking hate people like you man spend some time with that talk to jesus talk to your higher power maybe find one i don't, don't know what to tell Stacey. you I think that's, um yeah. do not yeah. be a stacy unless you're my friend stacy jones in which case always <laughs> be a stacy so um i have to ask was there like a like a Club 15 anywhere else in the world besides movies. Because I feel like the idea of like, I just watched that show Trinkets when I was uh, traveling recently. I was sitting next to a deaf passenger on my um, JetBlue flight. And thankfully, I had downloaded several episodes of the Mm. show Trinkets. And um, I had like closed captioning on. So I was like, here, watch Trinkets with me. We watched it and it was great. But it also had like a you know 15 plus nightclub And I i mean I went to concerts at like Clubs that would let you in mm-hmm. under 18 But the idea of a Club 1-5 is Very unique outside of I will say the only person I've ever Known who's done this is DJ oh. Khaled Like that's how he made most Of his money was hosting like a teen Night wow. at a club but the idea That this town can generate enough Income at a club for people Under
2: Eighteen, is yeah, crazy. To I, me. I personally, that I never, there was nothing like that in West Hartford, Connecticut. I can tell you that with confidence. There were definitely like venues. Like I remember my first concert. Uh, well, could that be true? One of my first concerts, at least as a teen, or I think I was fifteen or sixteen. I saw Jimmy Eat World, uh, and that was a great concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I never. Uh, I never. I've never heard of a club specifically for fifteen-year-olds. That also sounds like a a trap <laughs> something that, that they would Wait. try and catch pedophiles, uh, oh oh 100 yeah. like they're always pitched on
1: shows like degrassi like as if this is like a fun cool place for teenagers to hang out and maybe because i was like a little sober sally i would have had something like that if i hadn't found music but like music was my was the thing that entertained me like i would always go see live shows or whatever which i have to say so my mom um Got divorced a couple years ago. She just, you know, got her own house and finished remodeling it, and she's all moved in there now. And so she started unpacking my quote unquote bedroom, which is the room that I'll probably stay in <laughs> once a year um, for a weekend. And she unpacked a pair of Converse and Anita, I have to tell you that these shoes could be worth anywhere from $5 to $4 million because they were the shoes that I used to wear to all my shows. And I had so many pop punk oh bands God. sign them, but I don't remember who <gasps> any of them are. And I don't know, like, I have no frame of reference. Like, did I wear them to Warp Tour? Did I wear them to, like, a bunch of different shows? But I have this pair of Converse that are in my room and they're pristine. Mm-hmm. And, like, n- none of the signatures are fucked up. And I have no idea where Damn. I wore them.
2: And you don't know who signed them? Like, but.
1: No, like, I know one of them is a pop punk band and I know that one of the guys in the band was mm-hmm. named Toby. And so I was like, Googling like pop punk bands with someone named Toby in them last night, and I couldn't find anything. And I said to my mom, "I'm like, I'm devastated because I would never sell these." I said, "But I would love, like, the best thing I could think of is maybe like the band Phoenix TX, which was like a band that Mark from Blink One Eighty Two had signed, like at the peak of their popularity." And I was like, "Maybe it's that," but I
2: couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. But that was my Club One wow. vibe. I mean, it's it's truly. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think who could be named Toby in a pop punk band, and it's really nothing's ringing any bells for me right now.
1: I mean, I, I straight away went to like straight edge. Like I was looking at straight edge people because I think that I, I fucked heavily with the straight edge world. I definitely thought if you smoked marijuana, there was like something missing I, in your life. I also and you needed to thank like
2: God. To I also went through that, actually, because the second college I went to was the University of Connecticut. And uh, I talk about this on stage mm-hmm. a lot. But the, uh, the number of Lifetime movies that I watched um, really kept me safe. Like I was too scared to drink alcohol at what, which was mostly just frat parties at Yukon. And they would serve something called jungle juice. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know I
1: know about jungle juice juice juice. And like, yeah.
2: you know, some stranger would hand it to me at the door. And I remember I had one friend or two friends in total at Yukon. And the sole thing that I did with my friend at these parties was make fun of everyone. Thank God for that. I was like, two to drink. I was like, I've seen Lifetime movies. So in that respect, Things Lifetime crazy. Um, truly saved me. And I did not start drinking until I turned 21. And I also never had a fake ID. So, yeah. Good on you. I just say that like, well, so I
1: went to Boston College and I didn't, I was like pretty much an angel throughout all of high school, although I will say that I drank a little bit senior year. Um, and by that, I mean like I would like tie one on with a yeah, mic card um, while I was with my boyfriend's family <laughs> on yeah, Cape Cod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I really had to, like, force myself to like alcohol. And that might have been the biggest mistake <laughs> I ever made in my life. Because, like, I was – I probably would have never been anything, but I became a stoner in college, and I remember – Saying to my friends when we all had a reunion last year, I was like, I didn't even really like drinking in college. And they were like, No, you didn't. But like when you drank, like you would drink. And I was like, I know, because I think I had to make mm-hmm. myself like it. And I remember specifically on my 21st birthday, like taking a, my first legal drink and being like, <laughs> I'm over it. Like it was like the I as soon as I became legally uh, like able to drink, I was like I felt like I needed to stop putting on airs. And I came to L. A. and I was like poor, so I was like, oh, I'll drink. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sure. You know the way it goes.
2: Here I'm sad, but um, drink always the good way to go. <laughs>
1: Or just like if I want to smoke weed, I have to go meet a guy named Bear in a McDonald's on the other side of Olympic and like peak, you know what I mean? Like I would have to drive down to Olympic and like wow. you know whatever. Um, so it was like it was dark times, yeah. man. Um, so I I would go to the local corner store and buy two tequates uh-huh. and like drink two beers and be like, I'm gonna fucking hit Tumblr oh, right now, dude. Oh,
2: that's dark. Go,
1: to- you know. I know it was dark, but I was here. I was in the advent of of social media in Los Angeles. Just fucking getting it. For a second, when you you said
2: Tumblr, for one second, I was actually thinking of LiveJournal. That was going to... Oh, no, I did that too. too, What would be a dangerous combo (laughs) is being like buzzed and sad and having access to a LiveJournal account. Um, You can really get into some dark stuff on LiveJournal.
1: Yeah, that was during my Degrassi, the next generation uh, Mm -hmm. moderation days when I was moderating a Degrassi, the next generation message board for uh, upwards of 40 hours a week when I was in college completely for free, completely out of just necessity, I think like that was me. Trying to survive, Um, (laughs) which is, like, so funny when you said you saw She's Too Young and it, like, rocked your world. Mm -hmm. I have to say that that's exactly how I felt when Emma went down to the ravine and got chlamydia from giving Jay Uh. a blowjob. I was like... Emma, okay, four years ago, you met a boy on like a man on instant messenger and it turned out to be a pedophile. That's where the pilot jumped off. Here we are in the ravine now, all of a sudden, with Jay. Like, I had a real moment with the sex bracelets, the sex bracelets that may or may not have ever existed in real life um, and and probably were only a device for television. um, you guys, hit me up if you had sex bracelets. I'm just going to say
2: my uh, the only thing I knew about sex bracelets I learned from an episode of Law & Order SVU starring Hay- Hayden Panettiere, and they all had oh, yeah. sex bracelets. So I also wonder if this was just a TV thing. I'd be very curious. And, well, like, also, I remember that episode
1: so well. And, like, it was, like, oh, do you have a black mm-hmm. bracelet? That means anal. Right. Like, it was, like, they went so fucking hard on SVU right. with it. Like, they were, like, oh, like, you have a purple bracelet? Like, that means it's you blood. got, like, chained up in your mom's basement and railed by a team. <laughs> like, it was, like, really, like, they went with, like, the craziest yeah. things. Where on Degrassi, it was, like, a red bracelet means you kissed a boy. Oh, like, was <laughs> <real>. so... <laughs> Sweet right Um, So Vanessa gets ready for her First night out in a long time And her mom thinks her first outfit is a little Risqué this whole like next Series of scenes I can't tell if it's just the way that The YouTube video Dealt with the audio Mm. or what But it feels like the the music is really loud and that every actor is screaming. So that's where I have to assume that it's not a sound mixing issue and that the actors were actually just like really yelling their dialogue. Mm. Um, but the mom curbs her as she puts on her makeup and she's like, it's not Halloween. They're having like kind of a cute mother-daughter moment, but also it's a little like... Don't go too hard, Vanessa So they agree on an outfit for her And she drives her to Club 1-5 Which, by the way, I kept calling Club 15 And I wonder if they're calling it Club 1-5 Because of, like, Pen 15 I
2: don't know I didn't think about that
1: Right? Like I don't know. So she and I always wonder if these like because they always decide like 15 plus and this is sick. But I always wonder if that because that's the age of consent in some states. Oh, (laughs) God. Do you know what I mean? It's like they always assume you turn some sort of emotional corner at 15, which I am proud to tell you I don't think I did.
2: Not absolutely.
5: Um, (laughs)
1: So she tells Vanessa that she's going to wait outside a little bit um, and just sort of get a feel for things. But then she's like, you know what? Wait in the car. I'm going to go inside and see what this whole thing is all about. Total mm-hmm. cock block. But um, when she leaves Vanessa inside the car and goes inside the warehouse, um, it's very obvious that there's no party going on in there. There's not even going to be a DJ tonight. Ugh. So, like, I don't know. This, like, this... I don't know this club warehouse thing I was looking at it being like that couldn't possibly be fun and then I was like no if I was like jacked up on some sodas with my friends and they were playing jams like I absolutely would have let loose in club one five
2: yeah. yeah. um, I'm sure club five hosted so, a lot of uh, bat mitzvahs I can definitely picture that
1: w- totally like if anything like given the right town the right area you could absolutely keep a club afloat with just like sweet 16s and bar but it would have to be club 13 you know what i mean or club one three like it couldn't you know you can't age out um so Vanessa um comes inside and realizes that she was set up, and she goes running outside into the rain. She's absolutely humiliated, and her mom ushers her into the car. And she calls Denise, who is Stacy's mom, and she's like, "Denise, it's Barbara. Please pick up the phone." And like she's completely hysterical, and I can't understand in this moment why the fuck this is happening. Like the more and more I rewatched it, the more confused I became because it's kind of like. What is really the big deal is like, what's really, what is, what happened? Like she got invited to a party and then it's not a party. Like it elicited this reaction that made me think like, it must've been something so much worse, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Was their plan just to like sort of stand her up there or were they going to like throw her into a big cartoon burlap
2: sack and like carry her off? I thought it was going to lead to, especially given how they all the girls were talking when they were like, the plan's all set. Like, I thought it was going to lead up to something a lot crazier, like, you know, trapping her in a barn like in She Fought Alone. It's, it's very she yeah. fought alone Where it's like okay sh- you've been Like totally
1: hoodwinked like now Here you are in this barn getting yeah, like your head shaved Yeah So um, Vanessa's inconsolable When she gets home she's screaming Hysterically for her mom to leave her alone She yells um, Her mom's like I'll make you Something and she goes downstairs And she microwaves a glass of milk With Ugh. some honey in it First of all, oh, gross, because that's reminiscent oh, of breast okay. milk. So she's like, let me let me chill out my teen with some breast milk. <laughs> Give her she's a like- <laughs> cookie, a piece of cake, some ice cream. I mean, but also, like, I don't know how we all work. Like, everyone works differently. But like, for me, my worst nightmare in that state is someone bringing me mm, something to eat. Okay. I'm not a comfort eater. Like if anything in a moment of discomfort, I cannot imagine why someone would eat food. Like have like I don't know if you've Brushed up on To Catch a Predator <laughs> recently But I was re-watching some Episodes of it and it's so Funny to me how like these guys will Start to stress eat the cookies that The decoy put out or like the Pizza that they brought like they'll just start Immediately stress eating it and I never know if it's because they know they're going to go To jail and like that's their last Meal or if because it's so Natural to so many people I to love, stress Yeah eat. stress
2: eating is great and it's definitely something I still do to this day at parties If you know a I'm not drinking or b i have nothing to talk to or t- i don't there's nothing there's no one i want to talk to so it's much safer to just like stand around the snack table and just keep eating food so i that's the only way i could say i relate to somebody on to catch a predator is this were you good at like eating on dates when you were oh, younger eating on dates okay that is the greatest uh uh uh, I can't think of the word right now, but yeah, that's the only exception. That's it. I am absolutely too nervous to really eat a meal on a date. Um, you know, I met my what was it? I met my boyfriend on Tinder three and a half years ago, and I remember our first date. Still, it was mostly just pushing food around. There's not a lot of eating, and I, I also feel like I was never taught to eat on a date. It, it it always I was always afraid it was like you know unsexy, which is stupid. Uh, but yeah, no.
1: I think, no, I think that's something that comes, like, everyone can tell you, like, you know, no guy wants to date a girl who eats a salad. But I think that most girls order salads on dates because, like, it's too offensive to waste a steak. Yes, agree, agree, hard agree. And that's something that you get like now, if I went on a date, like I would just dig oh. in because I'm like, I'm almost I'm like, you know, my late 30s. Oh, God, my mid to late 30s. And like, you just know, like you just you got to fucking that's feed right. your we body. do have time. Right? We don't have time not to eat. <laughs> I, I got to eat, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like we're out here <laughs> snacking. But like to this day, though, I will say if I go to a party I will walk around with a single pretzel in my hand and nervously nibble it all night before I, like, go hard on a bowl of chips. I don't know what it is. It's
2: like I just don't feel comfortable eating if I'm nervous. For me, only exception is a date. Absolutely. First dates. I'm not eating a lot on first dates. But other than that, oh, I'll stress. Yeah. (laughs)
1: But I think it's sweet that her mom's so desperate that she's downstairs making, like, fake breast milk for her daughter to guzzle down before mm. she passes out. Um, so mom comes upstairs, and they fall asleep on, on the bed, like, spooning. Um, the mom wakes up briefly, and she goes downstairs to call Stacy's mom. Vanessa is not asleep, though. She's been faking sleeping. And as soon as her mom leaves, she goes into the bathroom, and she takes a couple of her pills from the medicine cabinet. Um the mom calls Vanessa's dad and tells him that he, you know, I don't like to call you, but our little girl needs help. I really need your help. Answer me or call me back when you can. The pills that Vanessa took didn't feel like enough to her. So she goes back into the bottle and she takes a bunch more. But this time she takes too many. And by the time her mom finds her, she's passed out on the bathroom floor. This isn't how pills work, sure. but let's go with it. Um The ambulance comes to the house, and Vanessa is treated for an overdose. And while she's in the ambulance getting her treatment, a kid pops out of nowhere with a video camera and captures footage of Vanessa being treated by paramedics. And we find out that Vanessa has been taking a benzo benzodiazepine, which her mom is prescribed for sleep. I didn't look up benzodiazepine. I think it's like, I think that's... It's not Xanax, but it's a it's like sure. Valium yeah. or something. Um, the boy goes home and uploads the footage of Vanessa in the ambulance for the other kids to see. This reminded me of Brittany's uh, situation back in 2008 when the ambulance came to her house and there was all the paparazzi trying to get yeah. shots of Brittany passed out in the ambulance. It was it felt very real to me. I mean, obviously, this is like, I don't know. It's the worst case scenario, especially thinking back That this girl is just in middle school. Like, she's not even in high school where there's enough kids that someone doesn't give a shit. Like, there might be 20 kids in school who don't give a shit. Like, this is really when everyone is boiled down to, like, you know... 150 kids per class and everyone knows everyone knows everything well
2: the, the 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 only thing like I recognize that people will pull out a phone to record anything which is very disturbing the but I was uh, back to technology for a second I was like where did he get a camcorder I don't I don't know if he was just walking around or he lived across the street and he ran into his Uh, Bedroom and then grab the camcorder It was definitely Extra cruel to me Because back then I would think it takes extra Effort to get like record somebody Because you don't have your Trusty you know iPhone 11 To do so 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 around the time that This
1: movie was made I was working as a videographer And like that's what I Worked with was like a home Camcorder with Mm. DV tapes And you would like You know you had like a little transfer thing mm-hmm. that you would use and i mean but that was that was my job but i can only imagine if i was like a rich suburban kid it would even be more accessible I guess to that's me true but yeah my question was is like this is mm-hmm. pre-youtube so how did they How like i mean i know he kept it on his computer but truly how did people distribute digital that video is a back
2: very then good question um did was uh, uh, sending, like, a chain email a thing? I, I, I'm even trying to think, wait, how did he get the cam, the video from the camcorder onto the computer? Did that even happen? So you would have, like, a transfer
1: mechanism, basically, that, like, plugged into the side of your computer. And then it was, like, this middle sort of compartment thing that you would also plug into the side of your mm. camera. And you could transfer it directly, or you could put the little tape inside of... um some sort of like center console. That's the wrong terminology. <laughs> but like, there was like a little, like, you know, there was some sort of thing that mediated in between, or you could hook the camera directly up to the um, computer, but it was running off of tape. It mm-hmm. wasn't digital yet. Well, You could digitize
2: it like after the fact, of but work. I don't know. It took a lot of work and people, all I can gather from this and just bullying in general also, uh, uh, in addition to not wanting to be bullied yourself is like boredom because I was like, these gals must be very oh, yeah. bored if this is that what they're taking the time to do. I mean, hating vanessa.com, taking camcorder videos of her getting into an ambulance that's a, that's a lot of work.
1: I mean, the only side benefit for this kid, because like when I'm looking at like this teenage boy filming her, I'm like, he's trying oh. to get pussy. he's trying to he's trying to do number yeah. three himself. Yeah, I you know what I mean?
2: Wow. He's trying
1: to he's trying to go Correct. to number three. Um, they um, Vanessa's mom falls asleep in the waiting room at the hospital. She's been she's been so sweet to her throughout this entire thing, which I don't know. I feel like I would have been in a lot of trouble if I almost killed myself. My mom would have been
2: pissed at me. Okay.
1: I feel like and I don't I I realize that that's probably I'm not to villainize my mom. I think it's also just like one an issue of the times and two our circumstances that like she'd be like, we really do not have time for you to fuck around like taking my pills. You know what I mean? That would have and also like, you know, better. I think that that would have okay. been a thing too, um, but this was. I was like, I don't know. Is that wrong that I was surprised how nice her mom was to her when she woke up from it's her a overdose? Good
2: question. I mean, I guess I feel quite fortunate that I myself have haven't dealt with that firsthand, and I I can't think of any friends either that of that time. So like, oh, same. Yeah, I don't think anyone did that at my school that I know of oh, either. I heard about a few girls or one or two taking Advil, which was like I I I swear I'm not like I'm not trying to make fun of it, it was just it was if thinking back it's like wow, no, Advil's not going to do it. Uh and I, I you know, anyway. <laughs> Well,
1: that I mean, the real truth is and like this might be outdated knowledge, but like I've heard it's very difficult to overdose on just taking like a Xanax mm-hmm. for something because like your heart rate won't ever dip mm-hmm. low enough. No, um, but I mean,
2: all the shit that's out there today. I'm, knows, hoping,
1: okay? I'm hoping if I um,
2: had kids, well, hope uh, hopefully it never even gets to this situation that they've uh, almost overdosed on pills. But if they did. I hope that I wouldn't be mad, although part of me worries that I'd be mad and be like, how could you do this to me? So that's, you know, that's why I'm not in a rush to have kids. I feel like I'd make it all about me, including their, their almost ODing.
1: Totally. In today's world, come on. But I mean, I in the early two thousands, I'm like, I think my mom would have been yeah. fucking pissed if <laughs> if I tried to kill myself. Um. So at school, the mean girls watch the video that the guy took, and Nikki's like, Oh my god, she's a druggy too. What a Aww. freaking loser. Um. This is too far for Stacy though, and she doesn't say anything to them, but she walks away, and she has this look of disbelief on her face. Not only can she not believe that this happened to Vanessa, but she can't believe how terrible uh. the girls are being. Uh Vanessa and her mom eat in the hospital on her bed when her mom decides to finally come clean about why she doesn't have any friends from high school. Let's play one oh eight eighteen to one oh nine twenty-six.
0: I was in the ninth grade. Jennifer Forbes was my Stacy. I spent that whole year so incredibly lonely. It was like half the time she and her friends were pointing and laughing at me and then the other half they just didn't pay any attention to me it was like i was just part of the wallpaper that's why i pushed your friendship with stacy baby because i figured if you were popular this could never happen to you mom mommy why didn't you ever tell me guess I just never dealt with it myself. Being bullied? I guess I was just wishing that you would stand up for yourself, honey. Something I just felt I could never do.
1: So, all right, I wrote here that I know parents are human, but there's this like, hmm, just always as I've seen this like issue that comes up generation after generation where parents are like, I want it different for you. I wanted it to be different. I thought, and I'm like, well, why don't you fucking read the news, bitch? Like things are crazy. Like, I mean, what, you know, Barbara, Vanessa's mom doesn't mention here at all is like when Barbara went to school, she couldn't print out pages of people being like, you got taken through the ugly forest like you know fuck you biatch like none of that existed when she was a kid and yet she Mm -hmm. sees it and it doesn't
2: hit her really yeah Um, i i will say there is something slightly relatable about this like i can think of a specific instance uh when i was uh gonna go off to college and i remember my dad was like And never gave me any backstory mostly because of just being uncomfortable. I don't know if this is the same thing, but he always said to me, never let a guy get your drink for you. But he never like explained like what, what he was and was just like very like weird and like not specific. So I, yeah, I definitely. That's so
1: interesting. That's, that is slightly different, but it's, that is also incredible, like incredibly interesting how parents just like, They throw out rules and information, but they don't want to give you the backstory because, like, they almost can't bring themselves to tell you.
2: Exactly. Yeah. No. So in the case of her mom, I I also didn't feel great about her. What would she say? She was like, I thought you'd be stronger than me or something, which, like, I don't know. To me, that kind of places some blame on Vanessa, which
1: Oh, that's 100% what it is. It's like, I mean, this whole movie is also like a tie, like a fight between like, you know, you got to overcome it and oh my God, you almost died. And you know, oh, I almost stopped you from going into an empty nightclub. Like, it's like the reactions to the drama and the issues in her life are really off kilter. Like she reacted bigger to being on the receiving end by like physically walking into a nightclub and seeing that her daughter was almost like, I don't know, led into yeah, a fake yeah. party, like she had a bigger reaction to that than she did, you know, um, everything that's happened to her so far. Like, and, and it's almost like if you can just take that feeling that you had in that moment when you walked into empty club one yeah. five and like multiply that by a thousand, then because that's easily the smallest thing that's happened to her in this movie. If you ask me, it's treated like the biggest, but I don't know how that's the culmination the of all the Or
2: almost ODing.
1: No, the walking into the empty nightclub. Like, how is that? The, how is that the inciting inf- incident yeah. for her to
2: kill herself? If, if anything to me, the like, inciting incident would have been after that bathroom. The <laughs> bathroom was
1: 100%. Like that is what absolutely would have like, Sent me over the edge. But then again, I think it's almost worse when everyone bears witness to it. Like having her mom bear witness to her yeah. humiliation must have been worse to her. Cause it's, it's like what you deal with in your private interior life and like the pain that you feel is so different than when oh, someone yeah, sees for it. Sure. Yes. Okay. So we're going to do one more big audio scene. Sorry about this, you guys, but. We went easy on you during other parts of the movie So here it all comes A teacher comes into the class to address what Mm -hmm. happened to Vanessa Emily, the outcast girl Goes to visit the hospital To uh, visit Vanessa after this scene Let's play 109.34 To 111.50 I assume most of you Have heard the various rumors about what happened To Vanessa Snyder
5: I heard you slit her wrists she shot
1: herself she took an overdose
0: I guess I'm just wondering if any of you have any feelings about what she did Um, Vanessa and I have been friends since our whole lives and I just wish I could have done something to help her
3: that is such crap excuse me Emily Stacy drove Vanessa to it she humiliated her, she practically ran her out of school, and everybody knows it. What?
0: That is such a lie. You've known her what, five minutes? Vanessa and I are incredibly close. Yeah, close enough to kill her.
1: <gasps> All right, that's enough. <laughs>
5: Hi. Hey.
3: You know, if you're ducking Moby Dick, you didn't need to go this far. <laughs> Dorky, I know. If you hate it, I won't be offended. Doing okay? Yeah. You're not missing much. The white tornadoes
5: are still destroying everything in their path. You know, I, I really just want to drop it with them. I just I don't know how. Truth? You know you're strong, you're pretty, and you're smart. And they hate you for it.
3: It makes them insecure. But if you chop off your hair and destroy your body and dumb down your schoolwork, all you've done is become weak, ugly, and stupid.
2: And that's not you. You're right. So Stacy uh, seems—is she like delusional? That's the, I, it. Was very weird to see her suddenly play the role of being a friend to Vanessa. That was very.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, Stacy definitely is delusional, and and if that is if everything we've been le- like led to believe about Stacy this whole time is true, I mean, for me. She's always been one leg in, one leg out. And I haven't really understood that attitude except for she's benefiting from it. So she might as well be passive and like Mm. accept it. All the glow that comes from it, but now it's gone too far. That scene, I don't know. I feel like all of it though is really like Emily is the only person that really truly cares for her. Stacy's just playing a little bit of both I sides. Agree. I agree.
2: I appreciated Emily's uh, calling Stacy out in front of everyone. Those white tornadoes. Uh, what you know a, what, what a I nickname. mean? Very accurate
1: totally my mom calls herself the white tornado but like she looks at it as her how quickly she can oh. clean
2: and i'm like i'm not sure if
1: that's yeah, what that means, i don't know if tornado
2: but- has a positive um association with it but if, if it does for her for your mom then more power to her
1: I'll call her about it tomorrow. Um, Speaking of moms, so we see after this, Vanessa's mom is cleaning her room at home in preparation, I guess, for her daughter to come home from the hospital. And she sees messages on her computer like, are you home, you crazy bitch? If I had your hair, I would kill myself too. Too bad you can't finish what you started. Um, Her mom sees all these messages and presses print. So, I mean, I can't imagine how horrifying that is to read that in real time but like it's not as if this is her first time reading the terrible things her daughter's classmates have to say about what her. was the
2: first time what was the last time when she printed out the comment oh, yeah. blog yeah, on the yeah, website yeah, that's right yeah she did seem very shocked it was very reminiscent to uh the parents discovering I'm so, i know i'm bringing this up for possibly the third time but my favorite scene in uh cyber seduction when all the porn starts uh pop- It was very reminiscent of that for me.
1: It was, it is. And it's like, I think the thing is, is like, she didn't think it would still be like, oh, it's on. Right. Like she, like her daughter tried to kill herself. I think she maybe hoped that it would go away a little bit, that it would disappear, melt away. But like, in fact, that just caused them like to double down.
2: And that surprised her. No, She seems genuinely shocked.
1: But um, so the girls are in Miss Jess's office the next day answering to what they've done online. And then we'll hear a scene of Vanessa and her mom um, talking in the hospital. So, one more scene, guys. Sorry. 112.52 to 114.45. Candy Girl
4: 990, Lola Surf 9, and Esmonds. Are these your screen names? We take what happened to Vanessa Snyder very seriously. A new policy against this type of student harassment is now being enforced. If you admit to me that you're the cyber bullies, these are your screen names, and you wrote these messages, then you will be suspended for only one week. But if you deny it, and I find out that you're lying, as I will, then I will expel you from school, which means you will not graduate with your class. Last chance. Esman's, Lola Surf 9, and Candy Girl 990. Are these your screen names?
1: So, I I think the most embarrassing part of this whole thing for everyone is having their screen names like screen names read out loud to them. <laughs> Esman's, like that's that's rough, like to be sitting in front of your principal and being like, "Yeah, that was me." But again, like why do they only take on any sort of responsibility the school itself, when someone's like close to death or physically injured,
2: well, it sounds actually quite similar to uh, the approach that I witnessed uh, in college, uh, which I, I think I'm trying to remember was it UConn? Uh, I feel like there had been uh, a, a a suicide, at least one, and I think you know they were starting to take mental health more seriously. So unfortunately, to me, I think uh, it's. I'm hoping things are changing now, but it seems like you know this is when uh, organizations or colleges or schools get involved when they're like, "Uh oh, if somebody dies, like we're going to get in trouble." That's that's yeah. how. I kind of saw it happen in college.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah, it sounds like the school is only going to really come to anyone's aid if someone's getting a broken bone or if a life is lost or close to one. Like anything that you could sue for. Like right. any, like, you know, you can't, I seriously doubt most schools would like fail or not win in a lawsuit against yeah. like. I was vaguely bullied like if it's vague especially back then Mm -hmm. I feel like you would have gotten away with anything as long as you weren't breaking bones you could harass someone within an inch of their life. Oh yeah for sure. So Vanessa returns to school And she gives Emily a big hug When she sees her And some boys nearby are like lesbos um, Vanessa comes up to Nikki and says hi She asks her how she's feeling The teacher comes into the hall And like welcomes them into the classroom She's like Vanessa welcome back to school um, Stacy's late coming into class And she looks at Vanessa like she's a ghost Basically Nikki is smirking at her The teacher comes up and asks Vanessa If she's okay and she says yeah she's good So basically the scene is a little weird Because you're like, is Stacy? does she get it? But then also at the same time, she's interacting with Nikki, who seems to be like doubling down almost, which is Mm -hmm. terrifying.
2: Oh, she's evil. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, she really is evil. Like she's the person that's like going to run the high school reunion and just like just... Yeah, she's that person
2: that will you will never extract from your high school experience. I mean, if this were a horror movie, I would say Nikki would be the one most likely to commit a murder, or uh, first at least. One hundred percent. She has no yeah. She has no conscience. Um, um,
1: the bell rings and everyone goes out to the hallway. Stacy follows. um, Vanessa out into the hall and asks her if she can speak to her in private. Nikki looks back at them and she's a little jealous by this. Vanessa uh, watches on the sidelines at the club soccer game. She cheers on Emily and Vanessa tells her that she's a little bit rusty, but she wants to give the team a try. At school, we find out that Vanessa made the team. The coach wants her to play in the next game. Stacy calls out to Vanessa that she'll hit her up online after school. Emily is disappointed that Vanessa is taking her back so easily, but Vanessa says that it's not that big of a deal and Stacy respects her. Now that that's scary. Um, Stacy IMs Vanessa that night and tells her that they should go to a party together that weekend. Vanessa writes back to her that um, it would mean a lot to her to go if they could really just like, go together. She says she really needs something like that her friendship, it means so much to her. And Stacy says that she's the only one she feels like she can really talk to. Vanessa says, Now I feel like we're really friends again, and knowing that makes me feel so secure, especially after the incident. Nikki is at an internet cafe When she finds out about the messages And she has everyone huddled together around her And laugh at what Vanessa is saying Vanessa comes downstairs In a blue dress and flip flops It's daytime This is the day of their middle school graduation Um, Again, this is like you don't really get a lot of indications that this is middle school, that this is like the eighth grade year that they're about to go into high school. There's not really a lot of indications of this, but she comes downstairs and her mom's like flip flops. And she's like, yeah, um, it was totally fashionable, I think, at that time to wear flip flops with a dress.
2: Absolutely. Old Navy was selling them by the the tons. That's tons? right. Tons. Yeah. It was all about those Old Navy flips. So oh, yeah
1: she tells her mom that there's a party that night and she's going to go with Stacy and her mom doesn't want her to get hurt again. But Vanessa ensures her that it's impossible. She can't get hurt anymore. There's a graduation ceremony and Stacy's mom approaches Barbara and she's like, How are you doing? And Barbara's polite, but she's very reserved and quick to move on, and she kind of goes and sits in the front by herself. Vanessa crosses the stage and gets her diploma, and after the ceremony, her mom gives her a big hug. Emily and Vanessa head down the hallway when they hear Nikki reading messages from the night before. Her mom is still staying in the hallway when that happens. So the final scene is one twenty four thirty eight to 127.17
3: not to be all corny or anything but it would actually mean a lot to me to go to the party together your friendship means so much to me and this year when things were so unstable i just felt so alone you know now i really feel like we're best friends again and it just makes me so secure and to be honest that's something i've needed since my incident (laughs)
5: Stacy! 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 Why did you show him that? Don't make such a big deal out of it. I didn't know the stupid bitch would print it out. Don't worry about it, all right? I'll see you at the party. No, you cannot walk away from this. You know, all you've done this year is make my life a living hell. Ness, chill. No, you are so fake. You're annoying, you're rude, and you just, you lie all the time. You're just like Nikki, but even worse. At least everybody knows what to expect from Nikki. Gosh, you make people feel so bad about themselves, Stacy. You have a problem. You live in your own little world. You're so pathetic.
0: You know what? I feel really sorry for you. You are going to regret this. I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you. Right, like a flesh-eating virus. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm I'm sorry for whatever I have done to you. Let's just not do this, okay? Come on. No.
5: You have nothing that I want.
1: I think what is good about this scene is that vanessa is able to sort of take stacy aside and hold her accountable for sending the you know chat around which stacy's like really flipping about i don't see stacy is what i like to call neither here nor there like <laughs> she is the least active person in this story but like Probably the one that's held the most accountable in a lot of ways. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, there she is having this conversation with Vanessa in the hallway where Vanessa's basically like,
2: I really wanted
1: Vanessa to slap her.
2: Oh, I, oh my God, I wrote that down.
1: I, I wanted to f- slap.
2: I wanted a slap so badly. It would have been, and, sh- and it would have been so deserving as a two. Ugh. I
1: don't think anyone would have fought her for that slap. I feel like Miss Jessa, I feel like everyone would have just like let that slide because what the, f- I mean, what the fuck else do they want from her? Like, <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I feel satisfied in the sense that her mom mouths to her. I'm so proud of you. And Vanessa, and Vanessa mouths back to her. I am too and that's like the closing moment of the sh- like the whole movie. Yeah. But like for I mean, I don't know. Like it just it was sort of um uneventful the ending was for me and these movies often are. Like we did the heavy lifting prior to this scene, but Stacy never like took the literal or metaphorical hit that I hope she did. And Nikki definitely didn't. Nikki just skated by on being the nastiest bitch in this whole movie.
2: Yeah. I th- I was hoping they were going to get expelled, but you never see what I'm assuming they, they decided to get suspended for a week. Uh, but yeah, no, you never really see any of these people, uh, you know, be brought to, my brain is fried, but you know what I mean. Uh- no,
1: good call on that because this is going to be good in our scale for like our lifetime is like the this is a big dropped plot line with like what happens with the punishment for Nikki, what yeah. happens with like the whole, you know, is this your screen name or not sort of thing. Um,
2: That's right. But
1: yeah, this movie like ended, it was a little milk toast for me. I just wanted a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I agree. I would have wanted a, a slightly more satisfying confrontation. I also wouldn't have mind getting seen Nikki get slapped, too. That would have been great Oh, I wanted Nikki to have her ass kicked Like, I wanted
1: Vanessa and Emily to take her outside and take turns Like, I really needed some (laughs) shit I needed something like that And I needed Stacy to throw a punch in, too I would have even let the mom have a punch Like, I just Uh felt like Nikki really Because, like, Nikki to me doesn't seem like someone who would respond to psychological warfare Like, she seems too dead inside Like, Nikki's the kind of
2: bitch that really needs a punch, you know? I agree. Or, you know what? In that case, I would have been fine if they had stolen uh, the ending from Mean Girls and just had her get hit by a bus. I would have been perfectly, perfectly fine with that.
1: That is a perfect ending, actually, Mm -hmm. that movie where it's like, you know, what else could you really do to a teen girl but have her get hit by a bus?
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So let's go through our scale. Um the way things work on this show is that one is the closest to let's say Mean Girls is like our one cuz I feel like that's a pretty perfect teen movie, right? Agreed, yeah. And it's a fair one to sort of put this one up against. Um so a one is like wow, that is like one of the most perfect teen movies of all time and a 5 is like the most lifetimey of lifetime movies. Um so on a scale of one to five, uh, five being the most lifetimey, um, would you say the acting in this movie is closer to a one or a five? Where would you put this?
2: Oh, acting, I would say, uh, it's definitely not a one. I might say a three. I think a three, too. Yeah, mostly because Alexa Vega, I mean, she for me is the only name that I really recognize. So that sort of like brings it up from a five for me just because I'm like, OK, I, you know, she was in Spy Kids.
1: I, she's and also, some- like, if you look at the credits of pretty much everyone in this movie, they all have worked like they all have continued to work or were working already when this movie came out
2: was Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. It was Sir Ben Kingsley.
1: Um, <laughs> believability of the world and characters. For me, this was pretty believable. Mm, hmm I think this was like a two. Did you believe this world was real? Do you think these characters seemed realistic? Was it totally foreign or alien to you?
2: So I would also call this a two. I would call it a one if the dialogue hadn't clearly been written by you know, adults. Uh, But in terms of like, the, the, the bully, the, the form of bullying, uh, definitely believable.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so our next category is creative use of words to avoid censorship. I didn't notice any like, you know, oh, shucks, like any sort of like thing where I was like, oh, that seems like they took an awkward way out of that. I thought this was pretty well written in that capacity and like their words hit hard, but at the same time we have like frizz Frizzball or like whatever. And that's pretty lame.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Frizzball, uh, the New Orlando Bloom film, um, that felt very um not genuine. I would put this at a uh, I might do a three again, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think the shit talk was pretty bad. And then there's dialogue, which is its own whole ass category. Yeah,
2: dialogue. Uh, yeah, given what I was saying about how weird some of the dialogue was, I'm going to put it at a five. Oh, oh really? You know, oh, a very lifetime uh, uh, a moment for me, Or line was when the blonde girl said, who did her hair, the gardener? I, I That was like... It, insane to me i i was like the gardener I, I, yeah it was a level of wealth that i was like okay so now we're agreeing that everyone at this table is wealthy enough that they all have gardeners i think that's more like a nod to like did someone hack at her hair with like Oh, see, I was leaning deep into the wealth disparity. Thing.
1: No, I think that that's I mean, listen, we need a five in this movie because I think this movie was is going to rank almost too high for what mm-hmm. it really is. And this is where our this is where our our um categories can elude us a little bit where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like actually probably a pretty good movie if we just go by our our things um, mm-hmm. wardrobe. I have to say that I thought the wardrobe for this was pretty on point. It in just in that, you know,
2: it was true to the generation.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I would agree, especially as, uh, the mention of low rise pants definitely uh, was traumatic for me. As I remember, I I'll, I definitely wore those, and you are right. There are. There are uh, there's a very specific body type that can pull off those jeans, and uh, it was not me. So uh, yeah, that really rung true for me. The haircuts, uh, the overpriced jeans, the very straight hair. Yeah, I I that's well, hair's
1: different. Okay, we had that's its own category. I think wardrobe. is a three.
2: Okay, yeah, I would go. I would go. Two for wardrobe.
1: Well, let's split the difference because I want to give hair and makeup a two. So let's do a three and a two for uh, wardrobe and then hair and makeup.
2: Okay, perfect.
1: The music. Now, I found the music to be really distracting, in particular, the three scenes in the middle where they just yelled over the music.
2: The music was very, to me, uh A very high scale of lifetime uh, in that, you know, we we I think we referenced uh, how it was clearly supposed to be, you know, ripped from a pop punk band. But, yeah, the weird, like dramatic rock music. uh, Yeah, I would call it very lifetime. Let's give it a four. And okay. then I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna just pull boss man here and say we're gonna give crying a five because when she melts down before her mom makes her homemade breast milk, um, mm-hmm. external body homemade breast milk, um, mm-hmm that cry that she was doing in her room was so over the top. It was like mm-hmm. otherworldly. Like I would have been taken to the hospital before I could have killed myself. If sure. I was crying like that, um, victimization of the female character. So obviously lifetime is television for women. They very much hinge on the fact that we're going to feel for the female character. I feel like this was pretty bad. Like, like, for the genre that it was, this was pretty intense. I mean, someone almost killed themselves. Like, there was a big class disparity. There was, like, you know, a lot going on here. I felt like this was pretty bad, but it certainly wasn't a lot of Lifetime movies we see where there's, like, rape or, you know, other forms of sexual assault or abuse or, um, you know, sort of mental manipulation. I think that this was, like, a 3.5 or a 4, but it wasn't the top.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I've definitely seen much worse in Lifetime movies, but I would say the victim, the victimization itself, to me, involved placing some of the blame on Vanessa. So, yeah, I, I would agree.
1: Are you going to give it a 3.5? Yeah. OK. And then failure and or refusal to jump to a logical conclusion. Typically, this is really important when, you know, someone has been on 12 dates with someone who's a serial killer. This was a little bit more um I would say that I would throw refusal to jump to logical conclusion at the parents in this movie um mm-hmm. because the kids seem pretty synced in on what was happening the whole time, but this also is the type of movie that it's hard to give that much of an analysis on. So I f- I feel like we could give this like a 2. Mhm. Yeah, I would say a 2 or a 3. There weren't many moments where I was like, come on, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, great. drop plot lines. So I think that you picked up on the perfect one, which is that we never got, like, resolution on what happened with Nikki and her punishment. We mm-hmm. never really figured out, like, our, like what's going to happen next year when they all go to high school? We mm-hmm. never, you know, does Vanessa go to Spain for the summer? Um, <laughs> I would have loved if, like, this was a movie that was, like, a part one.
2: Ooh. You know? So what's, and part two is Vanessa goes to Spain. Mm-hmm.
1: I would love that. Like a little sisterhood of the traveling pants moment. I'm into it. Um, I don't know. I feel like this was a th- like a 2.5 or a 3.
2: Yeah, I would put it at a 2 or a 2.5 for a, uh, partly because I feel like I didn't get to see anyone, what, what happened to anyone. And the other part is I feel like we missed out on, I would have liked to see some of the the dark, like Nikki working behind the scenes, uh, creating message boards, making websites uh, with the blonde girl and the guy with the shaggy hair. I would have liked to see some of the behind the scenes stuff.
1: There. I'm 100% with you on that. And we yeah. also never found out who got to bang Tony.
2: Ugh. I don't know. I hope I'm uh, so probably not. Maybe we'll, Vanessa. Who knows? We'll give
1: drop plot lines a two. And then um I think font, I have to say, I think for the era, for the genre, for everything, I think the font in this was a two, no more, no less. I don't think it was great. I also, um, think that it was a little bit ahead of its time for, and the intro font after the title was a little bit upsetting, but for the most part, I think this is a two. I appreciate it. I was afraid that we weren't going to have anything to talk about and that I, cause, cause going into this, I was just like, this movie so mild. And our audience knows by now that whenever I enter a movie with that attitude, it's the episodes that go the longest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think that this this is I was afraid this was going to be the like the best movie of the season, quote unquote, and it actually seems like it might be. It scored pretty highly. Let's see. 49.5 is our final score.:
2: And, and it, what's that out of, or out of 100?
1: Um, I don't know, five times every category. I mean, sure. I think our, I think our, <laughs> I don't know, I've never done the math that way, sis. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know, I think our last couple, I mean, our, our season totals, I think the highest we've ever had is like in the fifties. Okay. All right. So this is pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And like, I think that this is where most of the movies should fall. It's like, absurd
2: but not like you don't want a lifetime movie that's too good i agree i am for me i was also surprised that we found this much to talk about but i am starting to realize like as i was watching this movie and as we were talking that there's just a lot of issues here that like you and i both are familiar with so i'm I think, so glad you picked yeah. this movie Yeah, no, there's a lot to unpack.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. You guys, all of Anita's information will be in the description of this podcast. And also, if you want to let anyone know anything that um, might lead people to you or
2: anything you're doing. You know, if you want to see what shows I'm doing, what podcasts I'm on, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Anita Jutina. And I'm Anita Jutina because I'm a Jewish Latina. so it's, okay. it's Oh, I love that. Oh, my
1: God. I can't wait to follow you. Well, this was like literally like such a lovely experience. And I mm-hmm. hope we get to not only meet IRL, but maybe do this again. You're a
2: fabulous w- guest. Yes, I would love to meet IRL.
1: I'm so excited. Um, well, thank you so much. And uh, let's uh, guys, I'll talk to you next week.